Hey everybody, welcome back to It's the Little Things Podcast. I'm super excited for this week's guest, who is my dad, Jimmy Moeller. Um, yeah, so, I mean, y'all kind of know a little bit about him anyways, just from me talking about him, but I just wanted him to introduce himself to y'all and um, kind of tell us a little bit about himself. Well, um, India is my third down from the top. We have we have five kids, and India's right in the middle of all of them. And um, so she is a uh, ball of fun, just like all of them. It's always a party when we're all together. And uh, so it's this is no surprise that she's doing something this amazing, but uh, it's kind of interesting to be a part of it. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um so why don't you tell us kind of um, your testimony? Okay, well, um, my dad and mom raised us in a very good home. Uh, we lived in the country, and so we were kind of spoiled as far as having outdoor fun all the time. I was, uh, we went to um, church in a Baptist church. I grew up in a Baptist home, and, uh, you know, it was filled with a lot of fun. We all, you know, we always had our ups and downs with everything else, just like everybody else. Um, but I was raised in a very good environment. Um, I was um, came to Jesus real early in my life, so um, I was that was just kind of a normal uh, progression based on the fact that we've been in church since I was born. And so I really came to Jesus um, in junior church, and um, I remember that whole process. And I was very, um, we went every Sunday, every Wednesday, and so it was just a consistent way that we were raised. And so I was just, um, it uh, was a good childhood. And then, you know, as I progress into adulthood, you get, um, you try to raise your children in that environment. And you try to duplicate what your parents did for you. Yeah, I really, um, I mean, kind of our childhoods were super similar, obviously. And you did a good job raising us in the same type of fun environment but also an environment where you learn and you learn as you grow and it's not this hateful thing when you mess up so it was always fun growing up obviously if anybody knows my dad everybody knows he's an awesome guy and I know a lot of people I used to go to high school with are going to be super excited to watch this one (laughs) and um, so um okay so usually the question I ask on the podcast as you know is just kind of who is someone or what is something that has helped you on your journey with Christ so far? Well, that goes back to kind of how I was raised. It was one of those deals where my parents were always a huge staple in our lives, my sister and myself. And so we never had to wonder um, if they had our backs or if they were going to be there for me. And so, you know, going through the trials and stuff that I think you, you spoke about last week, um, the instant that came down for our family, mom and dad were right there. And so I think those two together um, were huge examples to me to um, stick to it, stick to everything you do and you say, and to try to exalt God in every way possible. And my mom and dad both are such giving people. Um, There was many times I'd show up for Thanksgiving dinner after I graduated from high school and was in college and after in there was people there I didn't know because they um, would always invite people that my mom would meet at a gas station or Walmart when she was getting groceries that didn't have a place to go. So that's kind of how I was raised, just around people that gave every bit they had. And they still do that to this day. Yeah, um, Nana and Poppy are the mo- one of the, some of the most giving people I know. And it's kind of 
funny um, now being able to see that from like a granddaughter's perspective because Nana's always texting me like, do you need money? India, let me know if you need money. If you need money, let me know. I'll send you some. And so it's super funny because you can see them in you, and so it's kind of cool to see that and just kind of how no matter how much you grow up and you think you're on your own, your parents are still like in you and how you act. Yeah. And it's super funny because, you know, when you're younger, you don't want to be like your parents. You want to be your own person. But the older you get, you're like, I really wish I could reverse and be more like them instead of trying to do my own thing because yeah. my own thing isn't right sometimes. And it kind of goes back to uh, last night I was reading Matthew because we got these cool books from church that just are like the book of the Bible and there's a journaling side on the other side. And I was reading Matthew and it was, you know, the everyday story that you hear around Christmas time about the birth of Jesus. But right before I started reading it, I prayed that I would, you know, ex- not just accept it for the story we always hear, but to read into the details that the Lord puts in the story that I'm missing. Because I feel like I hear that story so much and I kind of just put it off as just the birth story. Like, Mm -hmm. out of all the stories out of the Bible, that's the one I know the best, probably. But when you really go down to it, we don't really know it as well as we think we do because we play it off as such a story that's important, but that we don't really pay that much attention to. And, like, I was making a point to either write a small prayer or something that I got out of that page on the other page every time. And when I started realizing how much you know, how much effort it takes to actually read into it instead of just reading it, I was realizing that Joseph was somebody that I have just want to, like, strive to be because I picked up four separate times in just the first four chapters of the book that he dropped everything he was doing and everything in his life to do what God called him to do, even though it seemed so far-fetched and so crazy. And he literally had a baby with a virgin named Mary from God. Like, the baby was put in Mary, and it's so crazy to think about. And God was like, nope, you need to take her, and you need to be the son of this child. And, you know, don't get to know her intimately until after the baby's born. And so this newlywed couple is asked to, one, refrain from stuff. Two, they're asked to just deal with this. Like, you're given a baby who is going to be is the son of God, and you're supposed to just deal with it, and without hesitation, and that's the one thing that I wrote down and underlined, without hesitation. Yeah. Every time he left, without hesitation, and so I kind of thought that was interesting, because, you know, in our life, our dad fought for our custody of us when we were younger, like crazy, without hesitation, and so there's so many things that, as Christians were called to do, and we're called to do it without hesitation, and we kind of go and we halt, and, you know, we kind of put our two cents in, but our two cents doesn't matter when it comes down to it, and so that's kind of what I'm kind of relating back to, you know, how you kind of want to be different from your parents, but your parents are in you always. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how, you know, we want to do our own thing, but in the end, you know, going back to your roots is the most important, and so how God tells us to you know, go without hesitation is just the same as your parents raised you a certain way. There's a certain way you're being raised. You know it's right. You always need to go back to that without hesitation because that's the right way to do it. And, you know, I don't I don't think all parenting styles, you know, are correct. I know in my instance I would 100% like to raise my kids the same way you raised us. So 
Dad, okay, I just want to make a comment. Dad just said, are you going to yawn as much as in the last one? <laughs> I just yawned. Well, we didn't have a trip last night, <laughs> and so there's no reason but, for this yawn. No, there's no excuse for this one. Um, but I just kind of thought that was interesting. No, it's very true because you kind of, as a parent, and you don't realize this until you start seeing them leave the nest, you think, because you really don't have time, and so mom and dad instilled in us these values all these years, we went off to college and then you get kids and you start to try to do the same thing. And so that's your only hope. So when, you know, when you wait, I saw a picture this morning, um, a memory, a Facebook memory of the picture of four of you. uh, And it was our first Christmas past 09. And so the divorce was final in October of 09. And our first Christmas, and it said, it said uh, Christmas 2009. And so I just responded, you know, this picture's four amazing kids on our first Christmas into our first journey towards healing, Mm -hmm. healing. And um, we really did that as a four, with four kids and me, we did it as a group. And so we did it in such a way um, that we never lost sight of what the goal was. And the goal was just to take care of my kids. And so, you know, I didn't, I didn't look at it as, Oh, I'm not getting my weekends. I literally remember um, crying every weekend I didn't have you. And that was the hardest part is because you mentioned that last week you were be upset when y'all weren't with me. But every um, time y'all weren't with me, it was just devastating because I was so used to even leading up to the divorce. The five of us spent many nights together, dinners uh, where, you know, uh, the other side wasn't there and... Um, and then when it all started falling apart, I was, y'all was with me so much in job sites and the rental properties and y'all just went with me because that was what we did. And, and I think the, the, the part that is just ingrained in me is because my parents did that for us. We never were away from them as far as like, they didn't send us away when they got tired of us. They didn't say go, you know, they went and played with us. And so I just grew up doing that. And I think doing that with you, Tyler, Sky and India, or in Ambry rather, um, was just normal Mm -hmm. and it wasn't hard but it was something that I just thought you know what God gave me these four beautiful kids that's my job now the career is over here I'll do that when I get time get time to do it the money didn't matter anymore it was making sure you guys were happy and and safe and that became the biggest issue was safety and and making sure you you know uh, were protected Mm -hmm. I, I remember when we finally before we got, before I got custody, I had met uh, Kathleen, and um, so the caveat to me talking a lot of times is I cry, and they make fun of me, so that's <laughs> going to probably happen, but when I met Kath- Kathleen, um, I introduced her to the kids later on, and she quickly became a soft landing space for everything. She just is really good with them always treated them with respect and kind words and built them up. My mom is always saying that about Kathleen. And and the biggest thing that that I picked up from her real quickly was that she was so flexible to make sure that you guys were safe and wanted to make sure you guys were comfortable. And I remember um, before, you know, I got you full time, it was real quick where she realized every Sunday when I either dropped you off or didn't have you, she needed to find something to do with me. Like she would go get us a massage uh, or something to keep my mind going because I went into like a baby 
depression, if you will, every time I dropped you off. And because on the way there, y'all all three or four, depending on who it was at the time, um, would be teared up because you didn't want to go back. And so when I would drop you off, of course, I'd cry back. Then I'd get with her and she'd figure, she figured out quickly, hey, I gotta, we got to figure something to do on Sundays. Because mm-hmm. Sunday was supposed to be God's day, but it ended up being hell day. Mm-hmm. Because it just wasn't, it wasn't good to be without my kids. And, um, and so it was really quickly, um, she became the mom and she just picked up the pieces of you guys. And, um, now we're, you know, we're going on, uh, nine years where she's been in our lives. I mean, now we're going on 10 years, I guess, um, nine years of marriage and she's just never missed a beat. And she always tries to make everything so special. She makes books for different events when y'all graduated and all that. So it really helped us gel together with that motherly figure that you were missing. Uh, but before then, we spent so much time together, you know, um, as the five of us, it it really concreted our relationship, I feel, um, for the better while we went through that. Yes. What, and the one thing that I kept thinking, like, while you're talking is just about how, you know, how much you wanted us and how much you would do for us to be, like, with you and safe. It's so funny because that's exactly what, God does for us every day. He is literally like striving for us to just like listen and be like, hey, you know, I know you're going through a tough time right now, but I want you to be safe and I want you to be healthy and I want you to be with me. Like, I want you to yeah. know that I love you. And it's, um, it's just kind of crazy how much you wanted us and how much you wanted us to be with you. And that's how much he wants us to be with, with him. Even though sometimes, you know, like, we don't, we're not striving for a relationship with him, he still wants it. Like, regardless of what we feel, he is still wanting us to have a relationship with him. And I think that was the thing I was thinking about today as I was going through my day. And I found a verse this morning I'll read in a second. But the one thing that I remember thinking, I was really, like, in the Word every moment during those times because I didn't have anything else couldn't go anywhere else like my brain was always about my kids and worrying if you guys were okay and what I had to do to get you out and how pins and needles we had to walk on and I thought about all of that all day because you know this is something new I've never done and so I was thinking gosh what are we going to talk about where's this going to go and then I thought what's interesting is when we get comfortable in our daily life we get comfortably away from God easily and then when we're in this tumultuous situations or fearful, we immediately dive right back into the word. But the funny thing is he never leaves. Mm-hmm. He's always there. And I was and I got up this morning and I, I woke up really early and I'll read this verse. It was first um, Peter five, six and seven. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And it just, I wasn't looking for that verse, but that's, and I've never read that verse before, but that one popped out at me this morning. And I just remember going to sleep many nights, and we talked about this the other night, when you're scared at night, what do you do? And and I would sing, Jesus loves me if I get, because, you know, I was in an empty house with no furniture, sleeping on the floor, and it was a little scary because it was time that people would break into the, try to break into the house and steal things. And there was nothing in there to steal. <laughs> And so that was fun. And so I remember those nights being nervous and scared and the whole time thinking, well, God's got me, but my babies are gone. Mm-hmm. And so it is a thing that we have to 
even through the good times, you got to keep in a relationship. Even when things are like with you and me, when you're, things are going bad, you're calling me. When things are going great, you're calling me. We need to have that with God mm-hmm. instead of, you know, just only calling him when things are bad. Yeah. That's such a good point. I mean, I think it's a really good um, analogy to refer to. And I know some people that might be watching, like, they, y'all might not have a great relationship with your father, your earthly father. Um, but it is important to think of it just even if you have a great relationship with your mom, um, it's just, it's really important to think about how you feel about them when you want to call them, you know, when you get good news or something happened or they paid for something and you're like, you just want to tell them, thank you. It's so important to have that same relationship with Christ. Like my dad is saying, because there is so much that, we ask for constantly. We're constantly asking and asking, and we never take the time to actually say thank you. And that's not only just with, you know, with God, but it's also with people on earth that we are with. And, you know, I pick up on it on myself all the time. I get so used to, like, sometimes, most of the time, Adam pays for lunch or dinner or meal. And so sometimes I get so comfortable with it, I don't even remember to say thank you after and, you know, today I caught myself, like, not saying it. So I was like, oh, thank you. And, um, but it's just kind of crazy how we just expect things now. We get comfortable. And we get comfortable. And so we forget to just be grateful. And that's kind of, you You can't do that, honestly. That's the the best way to put it. You just, that's unacceptable in any aspect of life. Because you never know if somebody's holding the door for you, that might be the last thing that they do they might yeah. go home or they might get in an accident and if you just show a little bit of gratitude and a little bit of joy and gratefulness you never know how far that would go for that person and it's just crazy how when it comes to god who gives us everything and provides us everything we do not say thank you like i've i've constantly asked him for things like give me peace over my heart like give me wisdom over the decision for college and blah blah, blah all this stuff and when I finally feel peace and when I finally find the decision of my heart, the last thing I want to do is say thank you. Because I'm like, I asked for it for so long. Why don't you say thank you? Because the thing is, is he's answering my prayer. It's on his time. That doesn't mean it's the wrong time. Right. Just because it's not the time that I want it to be. So it's kind of crazy how, you know, the relationship with you have with your parents on earth is the same relationship that you should have with Christ by calling him with the good news, like you said, and the bad news, not just, you know, when you need them. Yeah, no, I think that's super true because um, I don't want to hear from you only when you want something. Mm-hmm. I want, I want you, you know, in fact, the boys and, you know, they're off at in college and Tyler's started his job and I try to call all you guys and text you and because I just want to keep that relationship, you know, close and... um you know, I had to start, that one thing I've had to learn through this whole process is, you know, you said the little things of the podcast's name, it's about the little things. And it is, and I know that when we were going through everything, it was too much about the little things. So I became really good at the big things. Mm-hmm. Like when I get a call from the boys and they've had a car wreck or somebody's hurt or something like that, I can handle that with ease. But it's the Oh, the trash didn't get taken out. Those little things I've learned bugged me more. And I think it's because we walked through that time of our life being on pins and needles, having to watch every step and make sure we did everything proper. And the thing about God is, see, and that's why I was, you know, that's where I have to grow up still and deal with, hey, stop the little things and stop letting them drive you nuts. Because God is there through the big and the little. Mm-hmm. And he's Mr. Consistent. And um, 
I just lost an uncle last on um, this Sunday, and he was Mr. Consistent. Like, always there. Always solid. And I think that's what I strive to be as a dad. And I've made a hundred mistakes in the last 20 minutes. But I always strive to do that. And I think the key thing is God is there for us when we make those mistakes. And, you know, he's not a final gone to the woodshed kind of moment where he's going to beat you and put you to bed. He's going to love you through every one of your mistakes. And that's what I had to learn going through that with you guys and single parenting for a long time and then uh, and growing up with you in a sense because, I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm sure there's books out there. I'm not a big reader, so there's no, there's not a book that would interest me to figure out or uh, that was good enough for me or quick enough for me to read on the fly to figure out how to raise two teenage girls and two teenage boys at the same time. I just knew that we would have a lot of food at our house as much as possible and invite all the kids over there as much as possible and that's what I love. Mm -hmm. I truly didn't cry when the boys graduated. I didn't cry when you graduated. I will cry when your baby sister graduates (laughs) because it'll be an end of an era. Mm -hmm. I think that's when I'll be like it's over for another 10 years until little C comes up and, and starts saying, hey, can I have all my 12 people over this week and you feed them? So that's the one thing that I miss about having kids because I just loved having all of you around all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That is sad. But there's a lot of... But you're back now. So. Yeah. And you, have, and you have Caroline. Oh, plenty of time, Caroline. Plenty of time with Caroline. Yes. To, but, I mean... Kind of how you mentioned how you like call the boys and you're consistently trying to reach out to people. It's just another analogy for how God is constantly trying to reach out to us, regardless of if we answer the phone or not. He's calling us every day, multiple times a day, saying, hey, I'm still right here when you need me. Like, I want you to talk to me now, but if you don't want to talk to me, I'm not going to force you. That's kind and, of funny because every, like, every morning around 5 o'clock, I get up too early and I... I'll find stuff on different platforms and I'll send it to our group family text. And it'll be like a, you know, a 20 second video of somebody or it'll be a 30 second video of saying, you know, God's here for you or just some encouragement. And sometimes I hear from somebody, I've got Adam on our text because if if he's going to date you, he's going to get the same treatment and the same love. And so I send it to all of them and uh, every morning because I just want to try to keep that. And I think that's what God does. He's always throwing that line. Trying to get us to come back to say, hey, I'm here. I'm always here if you if you want a soundboard. You know, I'm mm-hmm. here. And I love that about my relationship with my kids. And I think God is the same way. I think he loves it when we communicate with him. Right. To your point, like when we drove home the other morning, first thing I wanted to do was thank God we got it. Mm-hmm. We got here. Yeah. Because that's a long dang day. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, um, I just, and that's what I love about what you're doing here is, Whatever you got to do to meet people, reach people. And I know for years um, I would introduce, I still do it, I introduce myself to every waitress, every waiter. Hey, what's your name? Or hey, Bob, whatever his name is on his collar or whatever. And I talk to them because you literally never know what people are going through. And I think that's the key thing. I would, that's how my mom was. Mm-hmm. And my dad, they would just, they're sweet to everybody. And, um, and I think that's why I like to introduce myself to everybody and talk you know, kind of like you do, talk to people like uh, a lot. It's because I just like, I want to connect with people because you never know. Mm-hmm. Everybody can be putting on a smile one day. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had to hide our emotions so long when we were going through all of that. And uh, because you you just, you were on edge. And I, 
And I'm so glad now the freedom. And honestly, I'm just glad for the last nine years. Uh, actually, you know, what, 12 years now of um, of the total thing. And the last nine years where you got you guys have got to breathe and and not stress about it and not worry about the everyday potential abuse or what have you. And I love that about what we've gone through in the last nine years. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how we take for granted the relationships we have in our life, not only with people on earth, but with, with God, of course. So it's, and the thing is, it's, it doesn't have to be big stuff. Like, I'm not kidding. I called my dad like two or three times a day at school. <laughs> <laughs> like I just call him to talk or call and he, or he'd call me to talk and, it just kind of refreshing because sometimes being at school, you know, so far away from home, like you just kind of need to talk to somebody that can ground you and stuff. Not ground ground, but like keep you level. And um, so I kind of think it's crazy. Like when you pray, it doesn't always have to be, oh my goodness, I got that job I needed. Like, thank you. Or, hey, Lord, like, please, some, I have a really sick, um, you know, friend and can you please help him in the hospital? Like, Obviously, yes, go to him for that stuff, too, but, I mean, talk to him every day. Talk to him about the little things. Talk to him about, you know, thank you, Jesus, I made it to work on time, or, you know, thank you for my health today because I woke up and I didn't have a sore throat. It's just kind of, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be some big events that you need to talk about, and I think I do that sometimes to myself, like, only pray when, you know, you need to pray, not because you want to pray. Yeah. And... Then that's kind of not, it's not how it should be. You don't want to call your parents when you need to call them. You want to call them when you want to call them too. And we're kind of going through that with Caroline on teaching her how to pray. And I'm like, it's just a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes in my prayers, I do it just like a conversation when we're at supper and we're, I just do it like a conversation. So if somebody's kind of talking in the middle of, you know, I say, hey, you know, God forgive India for talking in the middle of my prayer. And Caroline will look up at me and I'm like, <laughs> and I think it's the whole point is God obviously has a self. I mean, a, a sense of humor. And he loves the fact that we're just, I don't think he wants it to be so rigid and tight. I think he wants us to talk to him when we're driving to work and we almost wanted to run that person off the road that almost ran into us. <laughs> he wants us to say, thank you, God, for patience, because he sees what this person just did in front of you. So I think if you realize that he's more like a father, father, and not like a guy sitting on this big throne that doesn't want to get down on the floor and play with you, that's what he wants. He right. wants our everyday stuff mm -hmm. is the way I see it yeah I yeah I agree I think it's just it's kind of it's kind of crazy how we've made God to become this this person this not even this person this thing that can't be reached this thing that is untouchable untouchable and yeah. that's just not the case I mean Jesus walked on this earth was touched and hugged and kissed and people washed his feet like I mean, the it's temple, just, it, the curtain in the temple was torn for a reason. Yes. And that's the way so we could have an exact entrance into him, with him. We could walk across the planet with him. We can, in our prayers, we can do whatever. And I think that's what's key is, you know, it's hard when you're a parent because you're always worried about safety. But you're also worried about their heart and making sure that they get plenty of sleep and, uh, <laughs> and making sure that they're safe. But also making sure that they're trying to stay close to God, you know. You know, it's much like the one thing that I'm always checking with Kathleen is because of what I went through. Is like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Because I don't want that relationship to need something that I didn't catch. Mm -hmm. And so, same thing with y'all. Same thing with Ambry. I'm always asking, Hey, you need anything? Are you okay, Dad? I'm fine. Well, 
that's just my little catch up now that I try to catch up and make sure that everybody's good. Mm-hmm. And you may be perfect. That's just my little hang up that I deal with. But I think that's what God does too. He's kind of pricking our hearts sometimes going, hey, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Give me what you got. I'll yeah. carry it. And I think that's key. You know, the other day, Amber's trying to figure out which school she's going to. Mm-hmm. And I could just see it in her body. She was tense and she kind of hesitated and I could see a tear. And I just went and hugged her. That's what he wants to do. Because she's trying to figure out which school to go to. Mm-hmm. A&M's dragging their feet. Arkansas you know, said, come. And she wants to make sure she waits. Well, it's God's timing. He's trying to teach us something. Yeah. You know, so I think that's key. Yeah. I think it's, uh, God damn it. I can't stop yawning. Um, I, <laughs> I think it's also another thing. I keep going back to this, but, you know, how we talked about how, like, you know, calling your parents when you need them and not when you want them. It kind of is, it's, it's like, you know who that reminds me of. Yes. It's kind of crazy how, um, how God is already doing his part constantly in his relationship with you. And so it's kind of your weight that you need to pull. Like, it's not about anything he can do more because he's doing literally everything. All he asks is that you just give him a little effort. And that's what it's like. He's really asking for the bare minimum, and some we don't even give them that. Honestly, sometimes. it's like when you're when you cook the food for your kids, and they don't say thank you, and they leave their plate at the table. I literally just need you to do the low hanging fruit stuff. Yeah, bring it over here to the sink at least. And I think that's what God's like. Your point. He's giving you everything. Mm-hmm. Just come to the table a little bit. Yeah, I think it's also part partly because you're never going to have a good relationship with him if you don't put in a little extra effort because obviously he's trying to have a relationship with you but just like if you only call your parents when you need them you're not going to have a good relationship with them because of course they're going to help you they're going to love you throughout but they don't know what's going on in your life when there's good stuff going on they don't know about your personality as you're changing and obviously god is all-knowing so he knows everything about us and everything but he's wanting us to tell him because he's like it's part of a relationship like, sometimes your parents know stuff that you did wrong when you're younger, but they want you to tell them yeah. and confess. And that's the whole that's the whole point. They're trying to teach you a lesson. He's not going to just sit there and just let you do whatever you want and still let you think that you have this great relationship with him. Like, he wants right. you to work for it. I mean, it's not like a ton of work. It's just more work than what we're doing. And everybody, I mean, myself included, we kind of just give up on that because it's work. Well, and it, it becomes oh it becomes one of those deals where, once again, if I don't need God, I can pray later. And I think that's the key thing. If you make it part of your daily walk, your daily steps, your daily thank you for getting me get to work, it becomes a habit, a good habit. We need to build those good habits instead of, oh, I'll do quality time later. I listen to, I look forward to every Wednesday morning now. Mm-hmm. And then when you miss it, and that one day when you delayed it, I was like, what the heck? That was my whole morning drive. And so then I listened to another podcast by uh, Unashamed, um, the Duck Dynasty Boys. And so I listened to that. And so I think you need to fill your heart with those things because there's plenty of junk. You know, it's, we were, they were talking this morning on that podcast about how the cell phone is the quickest access to the worst stuff mm-hmm. on the world. And... You know, how, you know, Phil was like, I don't have a phone. I don't need it. And, and you know, and they were going through that process. And he's 100% true. It's, it's, it's the computer and the TV gets us access to so much garbage. You've got to somehow flush that out. So that's why I look forward to your podcast. And I look forward to all these guests because you've had some of the sweetest people on your, your podcast. And, you know, um, you know Peyton Rose, 
and Lex, I miss you girls. And, uh, and you know, there's ton all the girls that you left at Moorhead, the, the, my buddies, when I would go, we'd go eat and they, we'd FaceTime together. And, you know, I miss all that, but I know this relationship that you have with them, it's just like the one with God. You've got to com completely talk to them or that will start to dwindle. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. Right. I think we just kind of push them off to the side sometimes as like an optional friend that you hang out with if you come back home or you yeah. just hang out with them if you don't have anything else to do. If it's easy. Yeah. If it's convenient for you, that's the only time we kind of put effort into it. So. But like your parents, they like to hear the thank yous for the silly stuff. Mm -hmm. The stuff that you think silly, we think it was a blessing to do for you, but it's still such a cool thing when you get a call or a text, um, hey, Dad, thanks for the gas money, or hey, Dad, thanks for, you know, whatever. And, you know, I think back when you tore your glove up last year and you were just frustrated well i had oh i had bought some stuff and was flying to see you and you didn't know it and it was the coolest thing because we were what you were walking in with adam to crack a barrel and he said let's let this old man go in first and you were like what the heck he said call this guy an old man and he turned around and it was me well that was such a heart thing i loved it like that made my heart melt when you just buried your head in my chest and I think that's what God wants. Like, he wants the little stuff. Mm -hmm. The little things. Because the big stuff are easy for people to say, oh, God was in that. But God's in everything. God was in the fact that you got to work okay. God's in the fact that you're healing. And the process that he needed to get you home here so that there's something going to happen for you that will be best for him. Mm -hmm. And in turn, be best for you. And I think it's interesting what we go through. It's awful, obviously, for from my point of view as a dad sitting here going, Oh gosh, I, you know, I was with you on every trip. Mm -hmm. And, but I also, now I'm going to be with you on all these other trips that you're going to do other cool stuff. And God's got work in your life. So, you know, when, you know, God, they always say God doesn't shut a door without opening a window or vice versa, what have you. And that's, I think he is, he's planning your life as you're like, he's got you and he's helping you get through yeah. it. You know? So I, I love that about, that relationship and I think it's the same thing with my parents that they did for us for sure for sure well I'm really we kind of got to wrap it up because it's going long but um, oh, <laughs> that's weird good. that the fact that me and you got together and talked too much the fact that we didn't go to an hour kind of surprises me the we can do reason, it I think I know we definitely could but maybe we'll do part two I don't know okay um <clears throat> but thank you for being on obviously I'll uh, see you at dinner and um <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyways, everybody, I just, again, you know, I have to say one thing real okay. quick. I'm going to interrupt you. Everybody that views this, please share this with somebody because it's very important. Anyways, I'm going <laughs> to love you, dad. Um, I told you I'd screw up and cry, but there you go. Just a couple times. Um, it's okay. Crying's good. I talked about that the other day. Being vulnerable is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I just want, there's so many people you talked about the other day that are going through so much and nobody knows mm -hmm. during this time for sure. And I think we just got to reach out to people and share this link and share Bible verses with them, share little videos because you never know what people are going through. Right. So. And that's kind of one of the things I was going to say, guys, just, you know, again, it's the holiday season and, you know, just like every season, I think it's important to treat people right and treat, treat them well. Um, and just be intentional, especially during the holidays. Just be intentional with what you're doing and how you're acting because um, 
just a little extra effort goes a long ways and you never know like my dad said like you never know what somebody's going through and how much your positivity and your kindness can affect somebody in a positive way um and you know obviously I'm still working on that too it's it's it, it is hard honestly when your first reaction as just a human and our fleshly desires is to just kind of snap at people when they're mean to us or hateful but you never honestly you never know what somebody's going through and a lot of people are struggling this holiday season so just be intentional with how you act and how you love others and um you know obviously be the reason somebody smiles today and you know i saw this thing today that said you can't be a light for jesus without jesus in your life and so i know i always say be a light but you have to have jesus in your life to be a light for him so this isn't just like you know obviously be kind and be positive and be good but you have to have jesus in your life and in your heart truly to be completely kind and good um so just be the reason somebody smiles today and this week and, um, you know, go into this holiday season being giving and joyful. And if you don't have a lot to give, just give everything you think you can give. And I don't mean just financially. I mean just, you know, give with all your heart and your whole spirit. So um, I love everybody that listens, and I appreciate everybody from all over the country because I know everybody's listening. Um, so I really appreciate everybody. And um, who's somebody we can shout out today, Dad? You know who I miss that we didn't shout out to is um, our catcher at Moorhead, you know. Oh, Cheeks? Cheeks. We didn't yeah, get to was, shout out to Cheeks. I was like, Took you I a minute. got a lot of yeah, catchers, no, but then you said Moorhead. We can shout out to Cheeks. We yeah. can shout out to Nana every time because Nana you know always. she's, because, you know, Definitely. we got to tell her we, you know, we're coming to town. Well, if you do want to be shouted out, just, you know, send me a little DM, send me a little message on Instagram, and don't forget to... Let us know you're listening. And please like and subscribe to the YouTube or to the podcast on Apple or Spotify, just so you get notified and so that you can watch every recent episode. And there might be some good surprises coming soon. I have some stuff planned. I just got to get it figured out. So, um, everybody just stay tuned. There's a lot of good stuff. And like my dad said, just... Please share it. Um, I know there's some people that need a positive message, and I think this is a really good, encouraging thing. And if y'all have anybody that you specifically want to see, whether it's in Arkansas or um, here in Texas, like let me know because we can make that happen. So um, I love you guys so much, and thanks for listening. And just be a light for the Lord in everything you do. Bye!